Welcome to the Dramatic Illusion Podcast, a podcast that doesn't endorse the use of top sheets. Welcome to the Dramatic Illusion Podcast. We are your hosts, Lorraine. And I'm Amanda. And uh, we got a special episode for the last episode. Uh, It's near and dear to our hearts. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. It, It it's kind of it's kind of personal, I'd say. Oh, it's really personal. There's uh, nothing I love more than to jump headfirst into vulnerability of emotions. So, you know, I went through multiple uh, mental gymnastics preparing for this episode, that's for sure. So hopefully you guys like it. Yeah. And if you don't, don't tell me. I'm just kidding. Fuck them. No. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Don't, Don't tell me. If you hate it, don't tell me. If right. you love it, give it five stars on fucking Apple. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's start Rate there. Review us on Apple. Yeah. Right. We, we need those. We need right. those guys. We're thirsty for them. We need our thirst quenched. Help yeah. Us out. It's fucking hot out there. Right. This fucking heat index, right? Over 100 <laughs> for the next two days. Ohio doesn't look like... It's not supposed to look like this. Mm. Yeah. It's been rainy here. Sucks. Oh, see, we, we switched it up. Yeah, we kind of went topsy-turvy on each other. But um, what is the most dramatic thing you've done this week? Well, I think I kind of already explained it. Um, just the dramatic uh, flip-flop of wanting and not wanting to do this episode. That was that was very um, all-encompassing. <laughs> um, and then I finally got myself... Um, really amped up to do this and then I lost my airpods yesterday and had literal tears that came out of my face because of it so that was pretty fucking dramatic um yeah we're supposed to record yesterday and she was like I can't fucking find my airpods Walmart's gonna hold some for me oh my god the world's ending I was like man I'm so glad that I live so far from you because dude I was cracking up I'm like oh fuck here we go (laughs) But seriously, though, it's like you don't understand the mental, like, preparation I had to get to, like, the level I had to get to to be able to want to talk about myself. I don't like fucking talking about myself. I don't think I'm that interesting. So She she doesn't. I was all ready. I was all ready for it. And it was just like, this is the universe telling me I shouldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? Are you sure we want to talk about this? Right. Oh, man. So how about you? What was the most dramatic thing you did this week? Um, I got so fucking high last night. Um, I was having difficulties keeping one eye open. It constantly was <laughs> like, uh, like my eyelid was like having a rave inside my eyeball. Like it was the weirdest thing. So I was, we're watching Game of Thrones over. So I'm laying on Sebastian's lap and we're... You know, we're just watching Game of Thrones, and I'm trying to fight this. I'm trying to fight this. And he ate one, too. And he's like, oh, I said, I'm feeling it. You know, I start laughing. I'm acting a goddamn fool. And he he's laughing at me, right? So he's like, okay, I think it's starting to hit me now. I'm like, all right, you know, now you can get on my level, right? He gets, he's like, oh, yep, yep, it's about that time. We're going to go, we're, we're going to go to bed. Let's go. I need to go to bed. <laughs> So I was like, oh, okay, all right, let's go. 
he gets up and he's like, oh, yeah, man. Oh, my God. He looked like he had <laughs> Gumby legs, dude. It was the most hilarious shit I've ever seen. Oh, like, my God. I wish I would have recorded it. Next time he gets up when he's super high like that, I'm going to record it and put it on our Facebook or Instagram because that shit was so funny. So we're finally right. laying down. We're finally laying down. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm on my knees on the bed. I'm cracking up laughing because I'm just, I'm so, I'm out of it. And then both of us are, uh, us are laying down, right? <clears throat> the light is still on. I'm like, that fucking light is going to have to stay on because I literally can't even, (laughs) the light is so high and you have to do the pull cord. I can't even, like, I'm scared that I'm going to just fall off the bed. It was, it was intense. (laughs) Like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can handle that. And I just ate another one of those tonight. So the end of this episode, I might be tripping. (laughs) Right. Dang. That was, it was comical. To say the are those least. the ones that you got or are they the ones I sent home as a care package? Um, they were the ones I got in Vegas. They're espresso okay. flavored. Caramel. Oh, gross. Yeah, oh, they're so good. I was going to say, I don't think the Michigan weed hits like that. Well, some of it does, but yeah, not a lot. <laughs> not, not, like, not, not like that. <laughs> not a lot. All right, so let's just open it up to a couple questions before we really dive deep into the abyss that is your story. Um, I'm just going to ask the most simple question. Uh, when did you realize that you were attracted to girls or women? Um, I've actually known my whole life. Um, I think that it first started like where I noticed it, like looking back is the fact that I only played with girl Barbies and I did have one Ken, um, not because I chose him because I got him as a gift, but he always drove the Ferrari around and it was always like the girls getting married and like the girls going to prom and like he literally drove the fucking car and that's all he did. <laughs> He's a chauffeur. He was well, the he chauffeur. D- he didn't have a dingling. So what are you, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> he also was that, um, I can't remember what it was called, but I'll have to post a picture. He was like, um, like the beach Ken or something. I don't know. I got it when I was in first grade and he had like this gold metallic mesh top and neon green shorts. So maybe he was just a gay man. Maybe he was my gay best friend. I don't know. Oh yeah. It seems that way. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying. (laughs) Come on. We're going to the club, bitch. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Wait till you see what he looks like. Cause that makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I would say then. Uh, and then, obviously, my first actual crush, it was kind of a toss-up between uh, Alicia Silverstone um, and Larissa Olenek, who played in the show uh, The Secret World of Alex Mack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you ever yeah. saw it. Yeah. Which is really funny because I totally don't that whole aesthetic and still wear those clothes. Like, I don't know. I just... I was looking back through some, like, screenshots because I, I follow them on Nickelodeon, like their <laughs> Facebook or whatever. Yeah. You know, nostalgia. But I was like, oh, my God, these outfits. Like, legit, that's how I dress. I wonder if that's where I learned this from, you know. Be Probably. what you want to attract, I suppose. <laughs> right. So, right. Okay. So another question that I have is, do you still feel 
um, different. Different how? Different like, not necessarily saying that you're abnormal, but different meaning like, you know how when you first get to middle school, in elementary school, it's very cut and dry, okay? You're a kid, you do your work, you hang out at school for a while, you get on the playground, whatever. It is what it is. Fifth grade, you start maybe trying to see if one of the boys will push you on the swings or whatever. But middle school is where you actually, like, try to fit in with people. And right. I know that middle school in general is a hard time for a lot of adolescents. But being in that type of, okay, you're, you're going through puberty, you're going through, you know, changes and things like that. I know that you felt different then because we all felt different then. But do oh, you absolutely. Do you feel different or maybe perhaps a little bit like not necessarily, at, you know, on the outskirts of your friends, like what your friends are all doing or whatever, but do you feel as though you have accepted yourself like who you are now um I I definitely have accepted myself now but it's been a really I like I'm 36 years old and it's been literally my whole life getting to this point um I think I only finally like really accepted myself about what like maybe a year a year and a half ago something like that yeah yeah she was a front front seat on that struggle bus for a little while Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> shit. I think I sat in all the seats. I was taking so many damn rides on that. <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, no, like, uh, and it was funny because after we did the episode about, um, like, aesthetics and where we thought we fit in, I was pretty, you know, pissed off because I was like, man, I don't think I ever fit in anywhere, you know, and we had talked about that. And then I was thinking about it when I was kind of making some notes of what I wanted to talk about today. And it was like, no, that's a lie because um, – like, anything that has to do with, like, the LGBT community, like, everything all-encompassing, like, whether it's doing, like, protests or just being involved or being around those people, that's truly the only place I've ever felt home and felt like myself. It's the only, like, when I moved to D.C., like, it, um, for those who don't know, or I'm sure you've heard, but if this is your first time, like, cluing in, this is, like, the shittiest part of Ohio that I live in. <laughs> it's like, I there's more cows than people. Um, oh, ain't that the so fucking there, truth? There's not much culture here um, at all. So uh, when I got the hell out of here after college and moved to Washington, D.C., that was like where I really found my own, where it was, I was around so many different people. I completely thrived there. I loved it. I loved the city. Um but it was cool because you didn't walk outside or go to the store and see a whole fucking school reunion or everybody that has done you wrong or anything. You you don't have that chance of seeing them. And people just don't really give a shit what you do there. You know, there's so many people that it's you're, you know, whatever. Right. And that was so different from here. And that was amazing. It, it gave me a chance to like you know, not be afraid of offending people or going to like, you know, I started going to like pride parades and stuff like that. And, um, getting, I got involved with the HRC and, 
uh, <clears throat> hung out with a bunch of people. I hung out in like the gay village thing and it was just the coolest thing. And it's, I don't know. I wish there was more stuff like that around here, but I'm slowly finding the little, you know, venues and groups and stuff like that here that are working yeah. their way to be something like that. So, yeah. But I think that's the only place I really truly fit in. Um, okay. Where I can be like my full self, I guess. Right. Where you're not, maybe you're not, see, I can't relate to that on so many levels, but um, I grew up in a big city. So when you say people don't give a shit, they really fucking don't. <laughs> they don't. Right. They're just another face that they see. I mean, you're not going to go to Circle K and see someone that sat behind you in math class nine times out of ten. So you don't run that risk. But being in a, a bigger city or an area where there's more to do, period, it's it's easier for you to, like, figure yourself out, like, what you like or what you're interested in. And that made perfect sense for what you were going through for sure. Like, there's so yeah. many more places that have established, you know, a, um, an audience or a group or, you know, just a setting in general where you can go and feel the most comfortable versus, obviously, Toledo. Toledo is, it's okay, but it's not like Chicago or New York or something, like, bigger than that. Or, hell, I mean, the community they had in Dallas, and I was only there, we only went there for, you know, a small part of the evening. I mean, the, just the community there, it's just huge, you know, like, I've, so different. I've, I've never seen so many fucking pairs of jorts in my entire life, dude. <laughs> the, those gay men that go out to them clubs... They wear jorts like they fucking made them and they own it. Dude, I actually just bought some new jorts. I, I bought my first pair of jorts last year because, mm. you know, I like the whole baggy pant, like smaller T-shirt type thing. Right. Look, whatever. Yeah. So I got jorts and I, I bought a couple more this past weekend. I was really excited. I was like, oh, shit, they got black ones. <laughs> I fucking jorts, bro. Let's go get some jorts. Right. Oh. Hey. I, I mean, but they were nothing like what the, they were like literally painted on those men in Dallas, like painted. Oh my God, dude. You could see the vein detail. I was like, Jesus, right. <laughs> <laughs> put that shit away, sir. I mean, it sucked with COVID that we had to like stay seated, but man, the people watching there was just, it was, it was very fucking phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. The bitch that, that was behind our table. Woo-wee. Oh my god! She was three sheets, maybe four sheets to the wind. She was fucked up. Yeah, and then she tried to talk to me in the bathroom. I was like, "Bro, no, no, sis. no, we're not doing this, sis." <laughs> yeah. No, I remember my first beer. You need to get gone, girl. Right? Please. She don't started throw talking politics. That was it. I'm like, "Oh, wait I know." A minute. All her nope. friends were carrying her out. <laughs> she was a hot mess. Good old Dick Town. Good old Dick Town. Yeah, it was fun though. Yeah, for sure. I'd, I'd do it again. <laughs> you have, I'd you like have to, to come see back. it in a non, non-COVID setting. Yeah, for sure. It is now. I know. I Just know. waiting for you. Waiting for you to right. come on down. Right. Fucking price is right. <laughs> yep. Exactly. I was going to say it, but I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you got it covered. I think you got it covered. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So my questions are... 
you know, I'm sure I'm going to have more when you start talking about, you know, elaborating more, but just, I mean, just start from the beginning, like start from, um, the beginning of your story and let's hear. Okay. So I'll just bullet point some of the things, um, for those who don't know, and I haven't really dove deep into it on here for the listeners, but a lot of what I was working through, I got a lot of mommy issues. Um, my, and I think a lot of them may have stemmed around this whole experience. I think a good chunk of them did, as a matter of fact. Um, so that's <laughs> the only reason I'm bringing them up. Um, Yay. Right. Yeah, here we go. You don't hear mommy issues too often. No, uh, no. Although. I got, I got no daddy issues. Just mommy ones, though. No. And, and that's crazy, too, because uh, I was reading an article or some sort of Reddit, subreddit. You know how that goes. And it said something like, we need to stop romanticizing daddy issues and, like, blah, 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 word vomit, this and that. And I'm just like, some people are really into that. So, I mean. I didn't know they were romanticized, but that's just. Holy shit, yeah. Oh, God. Uh Uh-huh. That's for another day. Yeah. Another day. I don't know about talking about dads. (laughs) Yeah. Not Not really. Yeah. Let's not do that one. No. No. Uh, anyways. Mommy so, issues continue. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, so my mom uh, had my older brother when she was 15. She was forced to grow up and create her own life at a very young age. So I, as an adult looking back, I understand her level of tough love and why she tried to strive to have her children go on the right path. I do get it. I do appreciate it because it did help me grow into the person I am now. And I'm very proud of who I've become. So I don't want anybody to think I'm just sitting here shit talking my mother. But I'm just right. saying some of, some of, because I'm not. And I love my mom and I'm very close with her. But some of her uh, narrow-minded parenting skills that were definitely just a product of that generation um, really fucked me up. for a long time (laughs) straight Uh, up yeah i mean there being anything but completely straight and whatever was just not an option um being you know getting b's on a test or like i had a 3.8 you know i'm extremely intelligent but i mean i there was no slacking off at school everything had to be a certain way my mom literally owns houses that are all beige and white and it's just Everything had to be perfect. And <laughs> a cookie cutter. It's cook cookie cutter. And I am not that way. I mean, I am no. a artistic person. Everything is full of color. Everything is gaudy and somehow connects together. There's nothing fucking white and beige about me. There's not. not I mean, my hair doesn't even stay the same color for very long. So. It sure don't. It really does not. <laughs> I'm surprised this shit. I know you're a professional, but... Like, however many times she, like, puts color in her hair and she takes a couple pictures, she's like, oh, I think I like this, or "Mm, it's not really for me, and then it's another color, and I'm like, girl, you didn't even have a whole week. You let us sit there and marinate for a minute. She's like, no. Right, well, some, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Gotta keep people on their toes, you know. Uh But, um, so I think that when I... I went through a lot of my life putting my personal, like, wishes or thoughts or whatever in the closet or aside because I I was never truly allowed to be myself because I had to be a certain way f- for her. 
Right. Or to, to, to somehow be good enough for what she wanted me to be, I guess. Um, it's so weird how we ended up, man. Because my right. parents are not that way. They're very artistic and, you know, just free spirit and do all this. And it's like the way that you ended up and the way that I ended up, it's like so, so opposite. Yeah. It's, I mean, my dad's very free-spirited like that. I don't know how yeah. him and my mom work out so well, but they do. Maybe they create a balance. <laughs> I don't know. Right. But, um, no, it, I mean, even just stemming off that, like, there was a time when I, I came out for the first time when I was 23, um, which was after I had my son. Uh, I came out, and I actually only dated women for a really long time. That was my first, like, I'm, you know what? I'm fucking sick of dudes. I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of being treated like garbage or whatever the reason in my head. I said, I'm going to go and do what I fucking want to do. And I'm going to try this out and see if it works, you know, or see if that's, I'm going to see what it's all about type thing. Right. Um, and I remember after, you know, a few months or whatever of dating my first girlfriend, I was very, I felt very happy and very like full and like just really completed. Like I felt like I was exactly where I should be. And I remember being excited to tell my parents about it. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to come out to them. And so I came out and it did not go as planned. How, <laughs> um, scar- not, How scary it did, was it, though? Uh, absolutely fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um, it did. So my dad gets on the phone because it was on the phone. My dad gets on the phone and is like. It's always fucking something with you, Amanda. It's always fucking something. You just want some kind of attention or something. Everything's got to be so fucking dramatic all the time. That was it. In those exact words. Wow. Uh, right. Welcome to the Dramatic Illusion Podcast. Where do you guys think we got our name, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Amanda's dramatic fucking ass, okay? Right, yeah. Um, and my mom just said that you must be tired. And I said, what do you mean tired? She goes, you do weird dramatic things when you're tired. Bitch, I'm not about to eat a Snickers and become straight. This ain't right. <laughs> we ain't right. doing that. <laughs> so, um, also Jeez. there was times like my mom definitely caught me stealing my older brother's Playboys one time. Um, that Fun. was not good. Got my ass beat for that. When I was just, you know, I was really young then. I think I was like uh, sixth grade. I think. See, that happened. I told yeah. you. Formative years, right? Right. But sometimes um, you just want to see some boobies, man. Right. <laughs> Whatever the hell they had in there. I don't even remember. Right. Fucking uh, Beeb City. It was it was Hustler, so it was more on the raunchy side. And oh, then there was geez. Playboy. I'm yeah. I just I had to get, you know, a couple just to make sure. And then oh God. I don't even know why I brought that up. That was fucking traumatic. <laughs> but anyways. Um, so then I did what every um petulant twenty one year old or twenty two year old did. Uh, and say, fuck off, I'm just going to do what the fuck I want, and I'm going to come out with fucking vengeance. So I was, like, wearing rainbow shit. I was going to, like, the gay night in BG every Tuesday. I was not giving a fuck. Um, just, I <laughs> had I came out on MySpace, so it was all, like, fucking pride flags on MySpace. Like, <laughs> MySpace. I mean, right. Didn't care, you know what I mean? And, of course, that was, like, in the emo era, too. So it was really I didn't care. Like, oh, and also here's sure. my bangs, you know. Like, right. <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah. Um, so then, of course, I had a lot of good music to just dive down in, like, 
and wallow in my depression when nothing seemed to go my way. So, oh, I mean, dude, it worked out. It, like primetime emo era. <laughs> right. If anyone's emotional, it's fucking me, all right? <laughs> right, right. But, um, so then, like, shortly thereafter is when I moved to D.C. and, um, really found myself there. And I had had, I would, I am very, like, femme presenting. So it's, I'm never, like, it was really rough for me to never be pegged as the gay person of the group. I was always, like, pegged as the straight girl that came with all the gay people or that hung out with gay guys. Because most of my, most of my gay friends at the time were guys. Right. Um, like, they still are. I mean, yeah. let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was so sick and tired. Like, and I don't have, I don't do well with, like, approaching other people. I like to be approached. <laughs> I am too fucking scared to do it myself. I'll just be completely honest. Yeah. And so it was really hard for me to go out and, like, try to meet new people when I was too terrified to walk up to people. I definitely couldn't do it sober. Um <laughs> by the time that I had any like you know liquid courage I was fucking falling all over the place so you know it was just a double-edged sword right by the time okay by the time you have enough alcohol to get on the dance floor it's too late okay right. <laughs> you're too loose right. you're too loose girl too loose right right <laughs> Those extra shots of fireball are not helping you. Oh, fuck, man. Fireball's terrible. Sebastian drank half a bottle the other night, and I could smell it on his breath. I'm like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, go in there, brush your fucking teeth. Oh, God. Yuck. I know. It's like Vietnam flashbacks, man. Right, exactly. Can't have it. Can't have it. (laughs) That's funny. Um. Let's see. Uh, oh, so I was experimenting with what I wore. Uh, tried out a lot of styles that were more so like, I don't know, lesbian aesthetic, I guess, of the time. So I did like the whole pop collar polo, the hats, the fucking like button downs. I did like the um, cargo shorts, all that fun stuff. I tried all that out. And I remember my dad sitting me down and saying, you know, in his own way, it was kind of saying like, I accept you, but it was more so... Like, I I love you, and I am here to support you, but I don't support you being something you're not. And at that time, I was like, oh, it's because I'm gay. That's why he doesn't support me. But really, it was, I was trying to be somebody I wasn't, like, with my aesthetic, with the way that I, you know what I mean? The way that I was dressing or presenting myself. I was, I don't know. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't like that I was being, he goes, you know... And like we had, we've had lots of in-depth conversation about this, like now within the last year. And he was telling me, like, that's where he was coming from was that he didn't like that. I was trying to be somebody I wasn't like, he supports me, but you know, you don't have to wear cargo shorts and cut your hair real short to, you know, whatever. Right. Like he's, he's thinking in his head, you don't, you don't have to drive the point across. We get it. You already told us. You don't need right. to, you know, dress it up with a fucking snapback or something. Oh, God. Yeah. And the funny <laughs> thing is, is that everybody talks about how baby gays, they're they, they're called snapback lesbians now because they all fucking wear the same shit. And it's exactly kind of what I just described. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I ended up moving in with a girl in D.C. and that was a disaster. But... <laughs> It was okay. Um, I mean, it was a good life choice, I guess, to learn <laughs> learn shit that I should and shouldn't do. Right. Um, 
And then I moved back in with my friends, and then I ended up moving back. Or I moved to Cincinnati. Um, and Cincinnati, I was alone the whole time. Um, it was really weird, and I also had to move back in with my parents. Uh-huh. So I went from being, like, completely liberated, being who I want, being completely whatever, to being shoved back into a fucking closet. Uh, terrible. Um, I hate yeah. it. After to the you, point where, like... After you like, got a printed... taste of that free life, you're just like, ah, oh, fuck. Right. So, like, the... um, I mean, yeah, I was living in a bigger city. There was lots of stuff to do, so it was a kind of a happy medium from... DC and like where I live now, that was great. But you know, going being you know 25 and moving back in with your parents and not being able to be the the self that you found that you're most comfortable with. Um, my mom threw away pictures. Like I had pictures of Pride when I, Zach went to Pride. She threw pictures of Zach away because he had on like an equality shirt and we were marching in the Pride thing in, in DC. And that was just I don't know, pissed me off so fucking bad. But <laughs> yeah. Anyways, like. You know, so that was a big shock to me. Um, So then I feel like being thrown back in that closet and being forced to be a certain way for so long and being lonely and depressed from it, uh, that's when I met Zara's sperm donor and (laughs) decided, well, maybe I can just be normal. Maybe I can just be what my parents want me to be or my mom wants me to be. Maybe I can just do this, you know. Right. Tried that and tried to convince myself that that was good to go and write and whatever and it wasn't just like every other time I've tried to convince myself that I was happy um it ended up terrible um I don't know just the <laughs> same old shit right uh, I found myself actually like I found myself um getting on dating apps because that's when dating apps started to become a thing and like looking up like you know women that were dating whatever type thing um, yeah if if you don't remember uh, we did have an episode on dating apps, and it's quite comical. So, yeah, if you want to, you can listen to that episode because it's pretty funny. Also, to to connect some dots here, in that episode, we talked about how uh, I actually did use Craigslist in the early days as a dating app when I lived in D.C. So that was you know how I met a couple of people that I actually one of them it led me to one of my friends that I'm still friends with now, Natalie. Um, but I met her ex-girlfriend on Craigslist, and we met uh, up at Pride, and that's how it, I don't know. So I guess it did have one cool story, but the rest of them. Yeah, internet, it, internet classifieds. That's exactly right. what fucking, yeah. yeah. But anyways, you know, they've moved along now. Now there's, like, so many choices. But um, All the choices. All the choices. All the niche choices, too. Oh, right. Fucking farmers only. Come on now. Right. Um, Love it. So, you know, that ended, and then I ended up moving back home here in even smaller town, Ohio, and most of the time that I've been, I, this was just a struggle of now I moved out of my parents' house into with my grandmother, who was a whole nother, whole nother ball game on learning experiences on how to live with, you know, you, you know, so I'm still at, like, when I first came here, I was still forced into a closet and had to do be a certain way that I wasn't, um, I don't know. It's, it literally was the same fucking song and dance most of my life. Only an older generation. So. Which even worse, which 
at that point, I had done so much work on myself that I realized apples and trees, and that's probably where my mom got all her shit from. And so, you know <laughs> what I mean? It was like, right. all right, now we got to try and understand her. Um, We're going to have to go through this all over again. Right. And so, and, and so I, you know, stayed heavily in the closet and, uh, there was points, I mean, you obviously know when I was lonely and I would just get fucking wasted and sleep with dudes because I wanted some sort of connection with somebody and I thought maybe it might work. And then of course, you know, it never did. So it was, and then there would be the, the depression that came along with it. It was just fucking downward spiral after downward spiral. Um, and then yep. I finally did start dating a girl here and we dated for quite a while and everything was fine. Like I, w- I was really happy. She was coming around here at the house. My grandma didn't hate her. So I was like, okay, you know, it's more of a don't ask, don't tell thing. And that worked out great for like nine months. And until there was like, you know, had a party and got, you know, got a little shway said, that's fine. Uh, woke up. And didn't have money clothes on and not much coverage on a blanket. I'll just leave it at that. And my mother decided to show up that day. So fun. Right. So then it was, um, I mean, I didn't talk to my mom for like six weeks. It was like a big, big fight, big problem. (laughs) It was bad. Oh man. So back into the fucking closet I go. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, you know, I don't want my family to hate me. So, all right, you know, let's let's jump back in there. And, like, and we were friends through this whole thing. So I'm sure that these all seem like they're starting to seem familiar, at least yeah. in some sense. Oh, yeah. Because these, you know, trips in and out of the closet, all they did was just fuel fucking alcoholism and stupid choices. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. Um, I And it, for me, it was kind of like... From I guess from the outside looking in, it was it was an absolute nightmare to not only watch um, patterns happen. I mean, we're creatures of habit, anyways. But right. I feel as though when you were dating men, or some of them acted like boys, it is what it is. But for a while there, it was like, I'm such a self-sabotager and blah, 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 this and that. And we'd have conversations like that. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself now, you probably self-sabotaged it because you didn't want to be with this dude anyway. You just wanted to yeah. be with somebody because you didn't want to be lonely. So that makes perfect sense. Oh, 100%. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I did. I mean, looking back on it, you know, after whatever. Right. After my last, the last guy that I dated, after I that was over, um, I really dove deep into figuring myself out. It's when I got into astrology and all that stuff because I was like, I need to figure out this fucking puzzle because this shit can't go on. Like, I need right. to get this shit figured out, you know? Yeah. So, um, but after that, I decided that I was going to be my true self and come out again because I don't want to... I wanted to stop this like generational fucking cycle of all of it, all of it, you know, right. whether my grandma was the reason why my mom ended up that way. I wanted to fucking stop it. Cause I didn't want my kids to go through any of the shit that I've gone through, like these emotional breakdowns. And then like seeing all the stuff where they have to deal with like 
internet and bullying in so many different ways I couldn't even think of. Like, no kidding. I just, I was like, you know what? This is going to stop with me. I'm going to live my truth. And, um, I mean, it's finally made me, you know, a better parent, a better person, a, just an all around better person to be around. And like, I don't drink or party like I used to, uh, sure doesn't. you know, it's, she's I mean, still not a hugger though. Nope. No, no. She don't do that shit. She's like a side right. hugger, weird, like look Awkward. at you from across the room. Like, are we going to hug goodbye or are we just going right. to look at each other weird and go, okay, bye. Right. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's something, but hey, you know, can't all be perfect. All, you know? No, Whatever. you can't change everything, I guess. Right. But, um, somebody asked me like, a while, like a month or so ago, was said like, "Oh well, when did you come out? When did you come out?" Well, like I said before, I'm very femme presenting. Um, I come out all the fucking time, and it's not easier every time it happens. I had to come out at my new job, in my own way. I had, you know what I mean. I had to come out. I have to come out to people every fucking day, right? And it's for those who have to go through that shit. I completely. I'm on your side, man. I'm sending you all the good vibes I got because it sucks. It sucks. Because I don't present very masculine. I don't present like, I don't, I get the, you don't even look gay thing. Well, you know, what is that supposed to mean? I don't. What what does gay look like? That's kind of fucked up. And people say it. People are that close-minded. They say it all the time. Like all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah, it's really problematic. It is it's, sad. It's sad. It's it's very um it's very tunnel visiony. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and then I just kind of laugh and I'm like, "Really? I'm wearing a flannel and docks in the summer, but, you know, whatever. You can connect that to 90s fashion too, I suppose." I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, but um you're probably sweating fucking balls. I'm not doing it cuz I'm trying to lose weight. It was a fashion statement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, right. That's true. Damn. She's got a like umpteen fucking flannels it's it's a pro i mean it's a problem <laughs> okay it's, it's not a problem it's a problem but you whatever legitimate though you have you have super cold weather so flannels are nice right i'm fucking from the midwest man you know you gotta have a flannel every once in a while gotta be, you gotta be prepared and plus i mean I don't know many women that aren't self-conscious about their, uh, you know, muffin tops around their waist. Put a flannel around your waist, even if you're wearing shorts, man. Keeps all that, you know, enclosed. See? Tips tips and tricks from Amanda. Write that down. Absolutely. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down (laughs) right now. Flannels. Got it. I I did have a flannel. One singular flannel. Uh, and it was from Target, <laughs> but I grew out of it. And I'm like, oh. ah, do I replenish the flannel or not? So I just donated it, and that was that. But oh, sad day. I, know. I just keep collecting. I'm a collecting. I'm a paisley print. She's a flannel print. She's yeah. a. I'm a buffalo good buffalo check. check. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, um, and then I had somebody ask me, like, because we had talked about aesthetics. I had somebody ask me, like, what I think I identify as. And uh, I guess the whole fucking world is concerned with labels right now. But I would 
I mean, I'm definitely like out lesbian for sure. And as for my aesthetic, I would say I'm more in like the STEM category, which is like it it's femme, but it like there's like I don't know, masculine features, I guess. Like okay. I wear I wear guys cologne. I look like a chick. I do my hair and makeup. I but I have you know, I wear guys pants sometimes. I wear jorts. I do flannels and combat boots. I mean, I'm not I'm not extremely feminine, but I'm not masculine either. I'm kind of in the middle. So I would guess that would probably be I think I could do both. I think I could rock both. Right. I don't I think that's that's what I would say I identify as. Okay. And if any listeners want to comment on that and say if different, I don't know. <laughs> Go for it. I'd like to see what you think. I'd like to see what you think. We like to see what everyone thinks, honestly. Right, yeah. But, I mean, that's it. I don't know if there's anything else you think people want to know. I kind of left all the really, like, fucked up shit out. (laughs) We don't need to to know all that. Right, I just cliff noted it. But, um... I, I wanted to present more of a happier story anyways, because it, it, it has been, it's been a journey, but it's, I'm happy now and I'm living my truth now. And I think that's, what's important. Right. So. It is important. It's important so could, be, because you just, you feel for so long that you're trying to fit in, but you fit in this whole time just with the wrong people. Right. So that's right. good. I'm yeah. glad. Because you were a hot mess for a while there, girl. Right. Like I said before, I don't know how the hell you stayed my friend. <laughs> some, <laughs> some of those times were really dark and gloomy. That's right. right. Just Here we are. Just in the face a couple of times, you know. It seems to snap me out of it. Shit. Don't give me the green light. Don't give right. me the green light. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a good story. Yeah. High five. Yay. Cool story, bro. Psh. I'm high-fiving you from 1,100 miles away. Right. So, um, yeah, you know, we didn't really talk about a whole lot of business, but as you guys know from our last episode, and if you didn't listen to the last episode, listen to the last episode, okay? You should. But anyways, um, we are doing a live. We're going to be at Fort Wayne Pride, July 23rd and 24th. Uh, July 23rd is at night. It doesn't even start till 7 p.m. So we'll be there. And we'll also be there all day on Saturday, noon to midnight. Um, our booth, Drop- I think, will be open till 8. Yep. Drop in our merch line. We're going to have some. We have uh, three people that have actually uh, signed up to be interviewed and play a little game with us. So we're looking to get more. We got, we got some more space if anybody else is, um, interested, but I'm excited to add another, like confirmed person to our list. Yes. Um, I'm pumped. Absolutely yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, especially when we smack them with the game we're going to play. So that'll be cool. <laughs> um, you guys will have to stay tuned. Um, but please, like we said earlier, like, subscribe, uh, give us five stars on Apple Podcast, uh, throw us up the algorithm so people can find us and listen to us and just enjoy their day more when they get to hear us talk. Yay. You know, obvi- obviously. Obviously. Or, or tell us you fucking hate us on the, on the reviews. That's fine, too, because it still counts in our favor. So Yeah. I mean, 
you know, any review is a good review because, you know, you learn from your mistakes. Absolutely. And the only thing I'm not going to learn from is the audio quality. I mean, I think it's gotten a lot better since the first time we ever did it, but, um, you know, we edit this ourselves, so suck it. Uh, <laughs> all right, we have a Facebook, Dramatic Illusion Podcast, Instagram, The Dramatic Illusion Podcast, and last but certainly not least, our group, Tuesday Speakeasy. It's meme-centric, baby. We have a poll on there about a Q&A episode. You guys ask the questions, and we answer the questions. We'll, we'll answer, you know, whatever whatever you got to throw at us. I really would like to make a whole episode with that. And with that being said, don't forget to be original. Stay dramatic. And as always, we'll, we'll see, see you, you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday.